Jared, I'll do it. You're listening to Here's the Catch with David Lombardi, Matt Barrows, and Dennis Brown on the Athletic Podcast Network. Back on Radio Row, Here's the Catch, the 49ers podcast. David Lombardi, Matt Barrows, and our guest today, former 49ers quarterback Jeff Garcia, who's a little tired, but you're powering through on Radio Row. Does anybody sleep during the Super Bowl week? I don't know if they do. I actually tried to get into bed early last night. And it's like the buzz, or it's like being in Las Vegas, right? There's a buzz around you. It's hard to shut your mind off. That's why we have CBD products, right? Go to <laughs> athletespreferred.com and get your CBD product to help you sleep. No, that being said, there's a lot of excitement within us, obviously, because our team is back and here to represent the Bay Area and play in the final game. And we haven't seen this in a few years since Harbaugh was the head coach. And just bringing this new generation of players and fans as well. Yeah. Being in a new location these last few years, new stadium, it's an exciting journey to watch this team progress into what they've come into. Maybe explain to the listeners what your workload is like here. I mean, you were just saying before you got on the air with us uh, how many of these interviews you do. And last year you ran into a, uh, a bit of a, a voice <laughs> issue, was it? Yes, last year, you know, having children, having yes. kids, uh, sometimes sickness goes through the house and all of a sudden it hit me right before I was coming out to Atlanta. Bad it timing. was cold yeah. out there too and I lost my voice and here I was doing about 15 to 20 interviews a day on Radio Row and I could not speak. It was the worst time to ever have that happen. Well, it's not a problem this year, but it's busy. Hey, working for NBC Sports Bay Area covering right. the Niner pre post game show. We're out here all week long. We got in late Sunday night. We filmed a show late Monday night. We filmed shows the last couple nights. I was at Radio Row all day yesterday, and then I went to the Wounded Warriors amputee flag football game cool. and played in that, which yeah. is Very awesome. Cool. Yeah. Such an awesome event, inspiring, humbling, all those things, just to see these warriors out there playing, these vets that have put their lives on the line, protected us, and have lost limbs, eyesight, lost um, feeling in a lot of different areas. And uh, to see them out there running around or like hobbling, whatever they're doing, competing, it's, it was awesome. That's cool. And, and I think the Super Bowl is not just the NFL football game. It's an entertainment event. It's a, it's a way to honor our veterans. It's a, it's a way to do so many different things. And it really is the center of the world. I mean, you could feel that when you go to the 49ers team hotel and eight different dogs have to sniff you before you walk in because that place is, you know, it's heavily guarded because that is the epicenter right now. And it is cool when the team that you cover is at the center of the world and I'm you know you've been around the team just like us maybe you've had a slightly different perspective though because you used to play you knew Bill Walsh you knew you know the the great the greatness of this franchise in the past I'm wondering what kind of vibe given that context you're picking up from these players as they get ready to play this huge football game on Sunday well I think what's great about what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have done is they've really embraced the past and a lot of those ex-players who maybe weren't as involved or weren't around the facility, the locker room on game day are now back involved. And the young players are seeing that and understanding the history of greatness, the excellence that came through that building in the 80s and 90s and uh, where they want to get to and replicate. And I think they're doing an awesome job of that. I don't know if any of us outside of that locker room 
would have thought they would be here in Miami this week. We could be uh, positive thinking and we could be optimistic, but let's be serious. Four and 12 last yeah. year, and yes, a lot of the key ingredients were missing and they struggled through injury. One thing that I will say, and I've said it before, that uh, what doesn't surprise me that they're here is the fact that last year they may have only won four games, but every single game they competed. Mm -hmm. They competed their tails off with a young quarterback, with guys that they had picked up off the street that they had to suit up, and they were out there, they were battling. It was just a matter of a couple plays here, a matter of a couple players there, and these pieces could fall into place. You could see the mind the ability of their head coach, Kyle Shanahan, and what he brings to the offense as being able to create and put his players in a position to be successful. One of the themes of this year's team is how good that locker room is, how much they enjoy one another. It's a... Uh it's really a pleasure for us to, to cover that locker room because everybody's so open and uh, willing to talk and engaging. I'm just wondering uh, if there are any teams, any locker rooms in your career, whether it was Calgary or the 49ers, that, that kind of stick out as far as having that, that continuity, that cohesiveness. Well, you hit it on the head right there. I mean, when you look at this locker room, first of all, it's a young team, right? Yeah. And uh, one of the things that was missing to me especially in the NFL, was that college locker yeah. room environment where you're a bunch of young guys that are coming into a new situation together and you kind of have to lean on each other to be buddies and friends and not just teammates but off the field hangout partners or whatever the case may be. Calgary had that. It was like that yeah. in Calgary. Yeah. And, and I think part of it was because nobody was a superstar millionaire making guy everybody was very humbled in what you were getting paid yeah. and 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 just trying to make the team especially if you were a u.s guy going up to canada you were being humbled in the sense that well for whatever reason i'm either not good enough or somebody doesn't like me in the nfl to give me an opportunity but i'm here now this is my opportunity i don't know anybody else in canada i'm going to get to know my teammates they're going to be my buddies i'm hanging out with them on and off the field you see that in the 49er locker room in the sense that they're very unselfish they're young yes but they have some quality leadership in a joe staley on the offense side richard sherman on the defensive side guys who have been to the big game that have been part of great teams in the past that know what it's about as far as preparation is concerned and you have a bunch of hungry young guys that just want to like live and die for each other and you see that attitude in a george kittle yeah it's contagious and a quan alexander on the defense side it's contagious the energy that they bring that sort of motivation and fire and inspiration it starts to bleed through the locker room they love each other they want to battle for one another you see the interviews or you hear about emmanuel sanders how privileged and excited he was to just spring a block for Mostert to score a touchdown. It wasn't about a great catch he made or whatever it was with his hands. It was about blocking down the field. George Kittle, hey, I'll block 70 plays in a game if that means we win a football right, game. Right. It's about winning. That's what it comes down to. You know, it's funny because if you look back at the stories of the dynastic 49ers in the 80s and 90s, they would sound a lot like this. You talk to guys who played, especially those you know Super Bowl teams early on, 1981 comes to mind. The, the spirit of the team seems awfully similar, and that's when you have to get into some of these crazy parallels. Third year of Bill Walsh, 49ers go 13-3, and 
number one seed in the NFC, they win the Super Bowl. Third year of Kyle Shanahan, 49ers go 13-3, and number one NFC seed. They have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I have to ask you, because you shared that wonderful Bill Walsh story when we did the look back at the Giants-Niners game and how Bill Walsh saw you at the Shrine Bowl, right? You knew how he operated. You played under him a little bit in the Shrine Bowl. How would you compare Kyle Shanahan and Bill Walsh? Are these parallels really actually there as a guy who's familiar with both coaches? Bill Walsh was the original, basically, tree, right? I mean... Shanahan, the dad, came through the system eventually. Then Kyle grew up under his dad's tutelage. But it all really came from Bill Walsh initially. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know about all the paradigms and the comparisons there. I think what they do from an offensive mindset is that they're able to adapt to the talent that they have out there on the field and create a system that puts their players in a position to be successful. And I think that the game has definitely evolved in a lot of ways. I mean, at times with Bill Walsh, there probably weren't as many check with me's at the line of scrimmage, but he was so ahead of the game as far as his mindset, his offensive system, that he had a couple guys like a Montana and like a Steve Young who were great point guards who can dish the rock and do it the right way. And that's what this team is really becoming. And having a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe he hasn't thrown the ball a whole lot in the last two games, 27 times. He hasn't been forced to carry the team on his back in these playoff games. But what he does at the line of scrimmage for Kyle, how he handles each play and getting them in a position to be successful it all starts obviously with Kyle and the game plan and the preparation but it goes through Jimmy Jimmy has to operate on the field and what he's been able to do as the leader as the quarterback of that team I'm excited about and what Kyle does I think you look at the last two games and they've definitely leaned on the run because that was working yeah. but they've been able to keep a lot of tricks up their sleeve and a little a lot of the packages that they prepared for those two games in their back pocket to really now ignite in this Super Bowl game. I was hoping to share a Jeff Garcia story that I heard and get your reaction to it. This occurred in, in 2003. You guys were on the road at uh, Arizona. This is when you were still playing in Sun Devil Stadium. And it was a, a very rough game for the young kicker at the time, Owen Pachman. He uh, missed a couple of field goals, and then the game went into overtime. And then he uh, hit the kickoff out of bounds, which gave Arizona, obviously, great field position. They went down, and they scored a, a quick field goal to win the game in overtime. And Owen Pachman was just blasted after the game. Nobody would look him in the eye. Coaches were, were screaming, and everybody was blaming Owen Pachman for this. And he said afterwards that the only person who came up to him and consoled him after that game, the worst game of his life, he was cut a day later, was Jeff Garcia, wondering whether you remember that and you know what you were trying to convey to a young kicker who was struggling obviously at that point yeah I briefly remember it I actually that has been brought to my attention in the past and uh, and we talked about it but I think more than anything it's a team game and yes there are responsibilities of every single player out there on the field and you want to be the best that you possibly can but there are games where I probably made some decisions that cost 
us a game. And, uh, you know, those sit heavy on our minds. We are perfectionists as athletes. We want to go out there and be the best that we can for our team. We always want to be the reason a team wins right. and not the reason a team loses. And in that type of situation, I know how uh, isolating that can feel, especially when you play the quarterback position. You are a focal point of that team, and the team kind of goes – uh, along with how well you play the game and uh, when you're the kicker and you only have a handful of opportunities right. in a game and those don't exactly go right and it costs your team a game I know there's gonna be a lot of finger pointing I think for the me the main thing is that it was really to let him know that hey as a teammate of his I understand the situation that he's going through and I don't blame him we got in this situation together we're going to go through it together and maybe he didn't last any longer with that team and that team unfortunately was a better football team than that record showed yeah. and uh eight and eight i think it was and, and to look back a lot of our problems stemmed was because we just didn't have consistency in the kicking game but that being said you can't look back and say well we just didn't have a good kicker hey look we went back we had opportunities to win football games, and we didn't make it happen, and we have to move on and grow from it. All right, Jeff, athletespreferred.com. We opened the show. You talked a little bit about it. What can people expect when they when they visit that site? Yes, they're going to get all their all the product line of what we offer from CBD products. And we have the oils, the ointments, the capsules that we're coming out with because people don't like the taste of CBD oil oftentimes. This is the thing, it's about education. Uh, I'm a big advocate of health and wellness. It's important to me, especially being a former player and knowing that I have some bumps and bruises physically and mentally that I deal with on a daily basis. And I'm always looking for those things that are going to help me be better, to be a better man, to be a better dad, to be more active in my lifestyle and things that are positive. What people have to understand is that CBD is not going to make you high. Our CBD comes from a hemp plant. It doesn't have the THC chemical in the product. And uh, there's a lot of studies. There are a lot of people that are advocates of what CBD can do for you from the standpoint of pain, inflammation, even your mental health, dealing with anxieties, de dealing with depression, all of those things that athletes can deal with especially in their retired post athletic life and those are things that I swear by that I've been a huge advocate of for the last two years in my own education my own growth and experience with it and I'm a believer all right everybody go check it out athletespreferred.com Jeff Garcia former 49ers quarterback I know that you're tired but thank you for coming on I'm it not was, tired hey <laughs> you got a few we're more just to go, getting the so. gun hey it's just starting player. man it's only Thursday <laughs> it's only most Thursday. people are coming to town today you right know, got way more full today than hey, it had been so live while you're alive sleep when you're dead That's right. <laughs> awesome thanks again Jeff you got it another fun conversation really relevant as I think that Jeff Garcia ties together a lot of different pieces of 49ers history. By the way, that Shrine Bowl story that I mentioned, Jeff, coming out of college at San Jose State, played under Bill Walsh at the Shrine Bowl at Stanford, and that all came full circle when Bill Walsh congratulated him after the 49ers had that big comeback win over the Giants 
in 2003. That was in the wild card playoff. So that's what we were talking about. Anyway, Dennis Brown was flying today from San Francisco to Miami, so he'll rejoin us for the next episode of the podcast. So thank you to Matt Barrows. Thank you to Tanika. And be sure to stay tuned because we have more great episodes coming. Former 49ers great defensive lineman Bryant Young will be joining the show. Former 49ers great linebacker Navarro Bowman will be joining the show. And very possibly former 49ers great running back Frank Gore, who's still an active NFL player and who will be in the Hall of Fame one day, might be joining the show. So be sure to stay tuned. We're going to try to get all those guys through as uh, we continue here on Radio Row from the Super Bowl. So once again, thank you to everybody. Stay tuned for our upcoming guests. It's going to be a lot of fun on the Here's the Catch podcast. This is David Lombardi signing off.